Good morning. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me and whispers words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, there is still a light that shines on me, shine until tomorrow, let it be. That familiar Beatles tune is, of course, based on today's gospel, which tells of the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she was to bear the baby Jesus. For Mary, this was indeed a time of trouble. As an engaged but unmarried young girl, Mary knew that law and custom permitted her betrothed to renounce her and her community to stone her to death. Yet Mary did not react in fear or cry out in despair. Her response is not a cynical whatever or callous. It is what it is. It is not even a philosophical resignation to blind fate. Mary's words, let it be with me according to thy word, are words of wisdom. They are an affirmation of faith and trust in God's word. We usually associate the Gospel of John with the term word, and indeed the prologue of John's Gospel contains the most sublime hymn to the word which was in the beginning with God and was God, and which became flesh and dwelt among us. But the concept of the word of God is found throughout the Bible. The book of Genesis says that God created the world by his word. And the prophets speak their prophecies because God's word came to them. And their prophecies are themselves the word of the Lord. The Bible uses the term word not only of speech, of words, but also of things and events. To call an event a word is to say that it is no accident. It is to say that it has been caused, spoken, by one who has acted with freedom determination and purpose. Of course, not every event is a word of the Lord. But as the Gulf Stream brings tropical waters to the British Isles, making them warm and green, so God's word is a channel of grace that flows through a sea of troubles 
to bring us to a distant shore. As the prophet Isaiah says, my word that goes forth from my mouth shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I have purposed. And so, for Mary to say, let it be, is also to accept God's word. It is to allow God's word to be conceived in her. It is to become herself the bearer of God's word. And every moment of her life, even her most troubled times, to become an icon of grace. Mary's pregnancy was not easy. She had to make an arduous journey to Bethlehem. There she gave birth in a stable. But as she and Joseph gathered around a manger adoring their newborn child, they became the enduring image of faith and also sanctified hearth and home and family life, a reminder that every birth is a miracle and every child the gift of God. Certainly, Mary knew joy. We venerate the intimate bond between Mary and the child Jesus every time we enter this church in the painting, in the foyer of the nave. And it reminds us of the sacred bond of mother and child that is the foundation of every healthy adult and of society itself. Contrarily, no surer sign of the world's cruelty is to be found in all the Bible than Herod's attempt to destroy Jesus and preserve his own power in the slaughter of the holy innocents, which we remember a few days after Christmas and which turned Mary and her family into refugees and which has sanctified the flight of refugees from violence and oppression around the world and throughout the centuries. Think of these moments in Mary's life and many more as they are depicted in the world's great art of the Annunciation in countless medieval paintings of the slaughter of the holy innocents by Peter Paul Rubens, of the rest on the flight to Egypt by Rembrandt, of the myriad devotional images of Mary and the infant Jesus, or Mary at the foot of the cross, and finally of Mary holding the dead body of her son in the Pieta by Michelangelo. 
Each of these moments in Mary's life are moments of revelation, and each also sanctifies our own experience, our deepest joys, our most profound sorrows, our greatest pain and loss. And so Mary increases our awareness of grace in our own lives and deepens our compassion for others. Mary is the fulfillment of Nathan's promise to David. The Lord will build you a house. For as Mary received the angel's message, she received God's living word and became a temple of the Lord. And so we too prayed today that we might be like Mary, that God might purify our conscience as she is pure by his daily visitation, that God's Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming might find in us a mansion prepared for himself that we, like Mary, might receive God's word, that God might fashion us also into a holy temple, that in this Advent season, Jesus might be conceived in us anew, that the true light that enlightens everyone might in our hour of darkness, shine on us. Even so, let it be. Amen.